listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Oh, such a beautiful song. Yeah. And such a hard episode tonight. <laughs> All you glee. It was so serious. Let's not be serious right now, actually. Let's let's uh, lighten up the mood. I, I know. <laughs> Someone wants to have a dance party. I don't know if that's exactly the mood that all gleeks are in right now. Um, So Bing is for doing, and we're obviously here doing another Glee After Show. This is a tough one. Um, It's called Shooting Star. Um, It is an episode that has a lot of controversy around it. It was all about school shootings and school violence, and we've seen it all across America. Um, These issues come up, and Glee, like every other time, is tackling these issues, and we're going to talk about all of that as well as some news and gossip later on because a lot has happened since the last episode aired. And I'm Stephanie Wenger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And I'm Sarah Mendoza. And uh, maybe we should just jump right into it and talk about the biggest topic of the night, which was obviously we kind of saw tension building throughout the episode. And you eventually get to the point where you hear what we all knew was coming, they promoted this episode as an unthinkable event happens at McKinley. And when you hear the title shooting star, I think most Gleeks put it together and realize this is about a school shooting. Right. Um, right. And if you guys noticed, before the episode actually started, they actually put up the title card that kind of warned viewers that it would be about school violence. So, and, and I think that's, and I think there were some articles about it, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about them Being a bit. sensitive about the topic that was about to be addressed in the episode. Absolutely. And I thought that they it was an interesting way of addressing it. Um, we'll talk about it in a little bit, a little more. But it just kind of, to me, felt like they were trying to address something that is really a difficult topic to jump into. Um, and it, it didn't necessarily feel like any other Glee episode that I, I've seen. We... It had this very serious tone. There weren't the jokes. We only had three songs in the episode. Right, right. It was it was very serious, and I, uh, I like how Glee always cover serious topics that need to be addressed. And I think Glee executed this very well. Yeah, I mean, I thought that there were a lot of ways to go with it, and they did it in a way that. The camera angles, while it was hard to watch at times, it felt like you were watching almost more documentary. It didn't feel glee. It felt 
something different. Right. I, I noticed that too. A lot of the scenes, it had the handheld kind of motion and that gave the audience that voyeuristic type of a realistic feeling that you're actually there in the scene. You can feel everything that the characters are feeling. Yeah. Normally with Glee episodes, you know, there's there's a joke inserted every at least minute or so, right? Yeah. Some corniness, something to make you laugh, a song. But, you know, in this episode, when they address that scene uh, where the, the shooting, the alleged shooting was happening, mm-hmm. um, it felt like the whole, that whole segment, whole seven to ten minute segment, was serious and like you said shot differently there was no laughing there was no joking going on they really took it seriously in the way that they portrayed that kind of event happening and i think we also see in the news all the time still photos and footage of kids exiting these schools after these tragedies have happened and what was great about the Glee episode tonight was we had those documentary moments. Like, I don't think you get that very often. You get after the fact the way that Columbine and these events have affected these kids, but to have in the moment that, you know, documentary style, like, what are you thinking, what are you feeling, was a very interesting aspect of the episode. Well, what I felt was very powerful was that the episode actually took you into the classroom um, and and showed you what students might have experienced going through this in real life in, you know, the events that had happened to us here in America. Yeah. Usually we see the news stories and it's everybody panicking and rushing outside. And as you said, the aftermath. But here the Glee students are in that situation. And what I found to be very touching was when they did incorporate the um, home video recording, you know, should something happen to them, they decided to record messages for their loved ones um, in case, you know, they didn't make it out alive, that they would have something to be remembered by and a message that they could give. And those confessionals were very heartwarming and, like, very touching, especially because I, like, literally just FaceTimed my whole family tonight. And what those characters were saying, what they wanted to say to their mother, to their fathers, you know, this just, that really hit home. Yeah. And... You know, you just, you, you have to say those things, and especially during times like you don't know if you'll have your last moment to say those things to the ones you love. I feel like in terms of the bigger Glee storyline, this is going to be possibly a game changer episode. I think we saw this episode where this shooting happened, but we haven't seen that aftermath yet, and it's going to change relationships and things like that. It looks like we do have a caller, though, if we want to jump to a caller real quick. Caller, you're on the line with the Glee After Buzz TV after show. Great. Hi. Hi. How's it going? What's your name? My name is Michael. Great. Where are you calling? I'm calling. I'm actually calling from San Bernardino. I'm at school right now. Oh, great! Oh, cool. And did you get a chance to see the episode tonight? Yes, I did. And what did you think? Do you think they handled the shooting well? You know what? I actually think they did a really good job. I know it's one of those issues that is very hard to cover on any show, but I feel like they did a really good job. Yeah, I feel like Glee always kind of has those issue-based episodes. Um, Was there any, you know, moment we were just talking about all of the way that the episode was shot with those kind of confessionals? Do you think that was an effective storytelling method? You know what? I wasn't expecting it, but I appreciate it because 
if we, you were in a situation like that and you didn't know whether you would make it out alive, you would want to do something like that and let your loved ones know that how much you love them, no matter what happens, that you were the last lot in their minds if anything were to happen to you. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Right. And it, it almost was, um, you know, I personally felt it was surprising how much Sam and Brittany loved each other. And it was and it and it came it came out in that way because they're forced in a situation where they can only think about, you know, what really matters. Um, so, you know, in those situations, sometimes you learn something like like Brittany and Sam might have about how deeply they feel for each other. Were you surprised by that as well? Or is that something you expected from their character and their relationship? I mean, I kind of um, was, I kind of knew that, that there was an inkling for it, but just as in real life, you know, when you're put into situations in which are very, very scary, you know, your true feelings sort of come out because you never know. You, life is very, very short, and if, God forbid, something were to happen to me, I would want to know, let my family or my loved one know, you know, that they're always in my thoughts, and no matter what happens, that I will always be thinking about them. We were mentioning that this episode's a game-changer in a lot of ways. Uh, shows typically use these type of episodes to kind of launch a whole nother arc of a story. Uh, do you have any predictions of what's going to happen, maybe couples reuniting or couples splitting up because of this? Um, as of right now, I kind of don't know because, I mean, we just saw what happened right now. And so we might see next week, you know, the aftermath because we only got to see a little bit. But what blew my mind is how Sue took the heat for Becky, and I really appreciated Sue for that because Becky, mm, yes. poor Becky, she, like, I feel so bad for her in this episode. Right. I yeah. mean, she's struggling with, I think, things that a lot of young adults are dealing with, but she obviously kind of is taking it to the extreme by bringing that gun to school, and I, I did. I felt really terrible for her as yeah. well. Mm. <laughs> I mean, from personal experience, you know, I've worked with, you know, students who are like Becky, who need special needs, and my mom and my brother is like that. And, you know, it is tough out for them out there because there's yeah. not a lot of options because of the constant, you know, supervision and the care that they need. But I appreciate that there are people out there like Sue who was, you know, willing to put everything on the line, and she did for Becky to protect her. Yeah. Do you think it was a fair portrayal of Becky tonight? Do you think uh, having experience working with um, mentally disabled um, people? Well, in some cases, there are some, you know, the pe some of the kids that I work with, you know, they are scared because, the, but that's with any young adolescent because the future is unknown and when you're ready to come out of high school and go into the real world, you never know what's going to happen. And I do believe that Becky's portrayal tonight, it, it, it kind of sums up kind of some of the experiences that some of the kids with special needs go through. But there are people out there like Sue who are willing to help them. So I really appreciated that. No, yeah. I completely agree. I thought that that was really sweet, the way that she stepped in and kind of took... And more so for me, it just... Um, reminded me of the struggle that some, you know, a lot of people 
that age, they go I, through. I thought it was something that, like, obviously Glee always takes it to the a little bit to the extreme, but it's something that we can all identify with, for sure. Right. Exactly. You know, I know from personal experience, when I went to my first year in college, like, the first day I got here, I started crying because I didn't know, like, I'll be honest, Aww. I'm an emotional person. But <laughs> it's okay. We, we I, are too, Michael. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I wasn't sure how things were going to work out because college is a whole another ball game from high school. But, you know, with strong support from family and then friends I met up here, it's made the transition easier. And I think that I kind of would like to see that, you know, with Becky and some of the other kids who are feeling that the future is unknown. As long as you have a strong support system and you keep going for whatever you want to go for, I think you'll be okay. I completely agree, and I hope that that's kind of what we see in Season 5. I really appreciate you calling us, Michael. You had a great perspective tonight. Thank you so much for listening in. No problem. I watch you guys every single week. You make (laughs) Well, what is is your Twitter so we can follow you and, 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 you know, keep in touch with what you think about the, the seasons? Oh, uh, well, uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at Million Voices Radio because I do like music and stuff like that. Okay, oh, great. great. We'll definitely check it out. Thank you so much again for calling, and feel free to call back anytime. He's gone. Great. Thank you. Yes. So, moving on, we should talk a little bit about what actually happened in this episode with the shooting. So, we talked about it a little bit on the phone call. Becky, um, in fact, to kind of they never knew who the shooter was. They're searching through the school, and we see all these security measures and the Glee, after the Glee Club is hidden, and they're still looking for this gun, and they can't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you hear Sue have this conversation with Will about that she was the one who had the gun in her office, and, and she was the one who was responsible. She accidentally shot it. And I was actually mm-hmm. a little surprised by that, I thought that was a weird twist in the episode because Sue never seemed like that person and like that individual that would right. necessarily have a gun in her office. Right. Yeah. So w- when she was confessing or you know yeah. lying about confessing, I knew something was up. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, I mean, because we've never heard her talk about that she was concerned about security at school and things of that sort, so it seemed like an odd turn. I completely yeah. agree with you. If it was real, then I, I just would have thought that would have been such a weird twist of, like, out-of-nowhere plot point where all of a sudden Sue's got a gun, yeah. you know? But now, you know, after after we find out the thing that happened with Becky and now she's trying to cover it up, that seems more in character with... Mm-hmm. Um, how Sue would be for me. I can and can kind of believe that Sue would have the gun because we, we've seen Sue all these years that she is a very routinely person. She has her, you know, her milkshakes, protein shakes, you know, in the morning and stuff. And so we see her doing like all these things repeatedly and but we never really can't picture her with a gun. But seeing her, you know, everyday routines and her checking, you know, her lockbox for this gun i can and kind of kind of believe it a little bit interesting i yeah i that was not something where my mind was like i was like who really is this who is she covering up for and i mean i did think of becky because in the entire episode she was mentioning that she was worried about the future worried about like leaving and you know i think that as we said a real life concern for everybody um Mm -hmm. and she um and but this gun it made me so sad to see when 
they had her accidentally shoot the gun. It just felt terrible, at least to me. Yes, but I loved how Sue immediately rushed over to her and comforted her like a like a parent would, like any person you would to you know someone who's going through such um, an emotional state. Yeah, yeah, they have such a mother daughter relationship. Yes. Sorry. Sue. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and and that's that's part of the reason why I think viewers and you know even myself and and I don't know exactly how you guys feel, but. Um, for Sue, she has got so many nasty qualities about her, right? She like everything that comes out of her mouth is snarky, rude, disrespectful. But then there's just these small redeeming things about her, like her caring for Becky and um, her this the plotline with her sister in the previous seasons. You know that shows that more human, loving side of her. I think that makes me and and a lot of viewers that I've talked yeah. to attached to her. That's one of my personal favorite parts about the show is that kind of these characters who have the hard shell, you often find that they have these sweet sides to them. And I think that that's the case in a lot of... There's a reason why you have the hard shell. Like, maybe you are that sweet person. I I feel like that's a real-life thing that I come across. And so it makes the show very relatable. Right. Um, What was interesting, pulling from real life, was this catfishing. And they mention... um, that it happened in real life yeah. to uh, the football player uh, Matteo Matteo there you go yeah. and um, I called it this whole <laughs> time I was like this person is not the person in the pictures I know it I know and he starts singing um, Blake uh, Br- your song yeah your song Rider. Rider and I was just like this is the cutest it was so cute, and you want it to be the girl. I wanted it to be the girl, but I knew it wasn't. Right, because she was so, like, taken aback, like, whoa, where is this coming from? Like, why is this hot guy all of a sudden sweeping me off my feet? And in that moment, I was like, oh, not her. Yeah. It, it's not her. I find it interesting <laughs> how they picked a girl for Ryder's character that looks so much like Kitty. I know. Well, I felt like they were trying to dress her so differently yeah. than Kitty just to be, just like to differentiate. To draw the yeah. line. Yeah. Because she was like with the Vera Bradley backpack. And but like, physically, like if you put yeah. those two next to each other, Absolutely. you probably wouldn't tell yeah. Yeah. who's who. Well, you know, it could have been one of those things where they did it on purpose so it would throw you off exactly. so that your mind would naturally go to, oh, my God, it's Kitty. It's like, Kitty. maybe it's Kitty. Because we definitely be talked person. about it, and we were like, Kitty? Kitty? Could it be Kitty? <laughs> I, I know. Roxy for sure thought it was, <laughs> yeah. it was Kitty. Um, I thought it was interesting how the first time we see Ryder talking to this mysterious girl, they actually showed the physical... You know, features kind of uh, partially of her yeah. face talking, and then we saw Blake talking back and forth to each other. But this time, we just saw the black and white outlines. That that's just like strictly just graphic. There's no human qualities. It was just mm-hmm. black and white outline of a face. So it could have been anyone. You know what? You know what? I was starting to think. Also tying it into the storyline of the shooting, mm-hmm. um, the fact that this secret girl doesn't show up at 3.30 and the only person I could have thought of at the moment was Becky you know being that but you know I don't know now but it did cross my mind that because Becky wasn't there because she's going through all this stuff you know with the Sue shooting gun thing that now she can't show up and see Ryder 
You know how we really didn't want it to be a cliffhanger of who this girl was? Yes. I have this odd feeling now, and we'll get into this in predictions, we're going to have that season finale. Like, I don't think that that's happening in the next couple yeah. episodes. I think we're going to get that at the very end. Oh, my God. They're going to drag it on even more. Yeah. Seriously, um. I just want to know. Sarah was going so crazy here. So bad. I was, everyone. I was like, please don't cliffhanger me right now. Yeah. I've been guessing for weeks. But they it's did. It's so true. But um, We should take bets and see, you know. I know. Maybe next week we'll have a little game of that. Right. But Let's know what, what Michael thinks, too. <laughs> no, exactly. Tweet us. Let us know. But catfishing, I um, thought what was also interesting was he had such a high school boy reaction to it. Once he found out that it wasn't the girl, he, yeah. he literally accused everyone <laughs> of of being of faking him out. Why would you do this? And I was just like, that is every high school boy that I knew. They would just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like They would have right. had the same reaction. I felt like that was a very well-portrayed moment. He just ex- he just exploded. Yeah, and I think it was well done because I keep calling him Blake, but Ryder, <laughs> <laughs> because that's such a secretive thing of Ryder, and then him to immediately just blurt it out to everyone, like, oh, I was doing this, and how, how could you do this to me? And everyone's like what? You're talking, you're instant messaging this mystery person, I didn't know this. So I thought it was interesting how he immediately just made it public. It's Yeah, yeah I like that as well. Um, now going back to Blake, Jenner, the, the actor who plays um, writer, like I I have to commend him for his acting skills in this episode because that that emotion was completely believable to me. Yeah. Um, and not only that, going back to the scene again, uh, the shooting scene in in the classroom, I was very surprised by everybody's performance. Yeah, um, that they were able to emote that way because usually we don't see that deep, you know, you know, anguish and- within the, those characters, but. For tonight, I thought he played it very well. Blake and Cord and Darren, to me, like they all did a fantastic job in right. that room. I mm-hmm. think that that's an extremely hard thing to shoot, and mm-hmm. I, you know that that was not a one take experience. They were there for hours working yeah. on that ten minute experience. But they, um, I thought it was great. Those three actors, to me at least, really stood out as being phenomenal in those scenes, and mm-hmm. really just like. You could tell fighting that. You could like, just see inner, it in their yeah. eyes that they really were putting themselves in the shoes mm-hmm. of people who have gone through that. Yeah, in, yeah. in their real life. The acting was great, especially in that scene when they were all there in the choir room. There, there was literally no music. The, the only sound you heard was a metronome, and I, I kind of liked the fact that they did that because it mimicked the heartbeat. Kind of, and you yeah. just like you can just feel everything and hear everything mm. in there. Uh, yeah, I just thought Which that made, just elevated everyone's performance. I would love to talk to some of the actors about like their process and getting into that because some of them really it just felt like they must have like read tons about all these school shootings and really done the research because it felt so heavy and it was hard. It was hard to watch at times. I felt mm-hmm. like. Um, but it, let us know what you think. You can go on iTunes. We love hearing from you. You Call us, tweet us. But going on iTunes is the best way. Rate and comment on our show. It makes us do better shows for you. Tells us what you want, what you like, all of that good stuff. So We want to talk about what you want to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we want to make sure if there's a couple like Finchel or whoever you're interested in, we want to make sure that we're covering that for you. So let us know. Um, a couple that I was... 
kind of not expecting tonight is Will and Beast. Uh, yeah. Kind yeah. of, that was one of those scenes where I was just like, is this happening? We all knew where it was going when, right. when she invites him to dinner and they're sitting there and she's like, I've never been so nervous in my entire life. And you're like, oh, she, she's admitting that she's in love with him. I mean, right. that's, right. it has to be that. And of course she does. She says that, you know, you're the first one I've kissed, like, I want you to be the man in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of heartbreaking, at least to me, to see yeah. Will tell her that, in fact, you know, he's back with Emma. Yeah, but it was very uh, nice to see Will, like, making the effort to helping Beast in the end of the episode. We see that he sets up this E, or what was it, East Symphony? Yeah. Uh, this online dating mm-hmm. program for Beast. So he's helping her out in that way. So just his nice way of saying, I can't be with you, but I can help you be happy. Yeah. I also right. love the fact that um, Emma's old boyfriend was the first, like, match. <laughs> first I was just like, oh, so Ten- glee of yeah. you. Ken-tanaka. Well, I just love that Beast is still a part of the show. You know, she kind of, like, goes away for a little bit, but then her character comes back. And 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 I just love that storyline of Beast trying to find love because, yeah, she was heartbroken before. And, you know, we all want to see Beast happy. She's such a, she's one of the cool, you know, fun characters of the bunch. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like everybody cheers for her. Like, she's the one who struggles and whatever. At least every Gleek I know is a big fan of hers and wants her to find love. And, like, I just want to see her, like, walk down the McKinley hallway with her holding somebody's hand. That's, like, like what I dream about. (laughs) Um, But I thought that that was, like, a nice kind of lighter but probably not light to Beast, but lighter moment in the episode. It, it was a nice reprieve from... Yeah. It, yeah. The focus on their friendship is very light. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we kind of saw couples uniting. We mentioned it on the phone call as well, but, um, you know, uh, Sam and Brittany having that moment where he gives her the cat and um, and they're like, I love you, and it, it's sweet because she's obviously choosing him. You know, and, and he's choosing her. And, and we've seen those two characters as well struggle with love yeah. over the course of the age. Well, there's a perfect example of how um, the incident from this episode is changing a relationship mm-hmm. or being that shifting factor for somebody in the show. Yeah. Because I haven't seen them this serious mm-hmm. until now. And it seems like, you know, with Lord and now what is Lady, it? Lady, Lady, Lady. Tommington, yes, Lady. <laughs> they've got a going family now. Exactly. And they're going to share the new cat. Super sweet. Um, sweet. It really is. And then another couple that kind of changed from this, I, I guess not really couple, friendship, whatever you want to say, is um, Blaine and um, and. Tina. 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 Yes, I was just like, Tina. They seem to have gotten closer, yeah. There was cute to see them holding hands, supporting each other. I think that that's what that relationship has become, is like a support system for each other. At least in tonight's episode, for sure. Yes. I felt, and I do feel bad for Tina, how like during that whole incident, she was outside and she she wanted to know what's going on Mm -hmm. and like wanted to be there with the Glee people and just to see that separation was hard to watch and we're like oh my gosh that was that was real it Mm -hmm. was such a short scene but it was such a necessary scene because you know that's 
what we've seen. I've seen, said seen a million times now, but that's what we've seen in the media, that side of things. So we're reminded about what people actually experience on the outside with their loved ones being inside. Yeah, it's exactly. it's true. You can imagine. Like how they show both of them. It's interesting because they don't have the parent perspective in this episode. That was kind of what was missing. But in a lot of ways, Tina was that. She was the, out, yeah, right, okay. the outside of kind of and it was nice to see her reunited with the glee club and that hug at the end felt kind of mm-hmm, like yeah. a good i don't know really sweet also tonight there were a few songs we because of this shooting we kind of didn't have our normal seven or eight songs there were only three but we can talk about those um and they started out with Ryder singing that elton john song your song mm-hmm. and one of my faves oh, yeah it's a, it's a good one and it was so sweet it was just a i just an endearing performance to me i liked it when he picked her up and like put her on the piano right? to serenade her i was like you get it blake you are good <laughs> yeah. you are a charmer i yeah. like that but i thought it was a bit um weird how this girl that you're literally just meeting getting a little bit physical with her yeah and he totally thought it was katie see i think he was like going from zero to a hundred yeah which like i think any girl would just be like hold on exactly (laughs) wait a second but she seemed really charmed by it and was like can i have your number even though i'm not the girl which i was well i understood his side because you know it's been weeks and weeks of you know talking to this girl who he thinks is the girl on the phone and that anticipation and building up to that moment where they finally see each other and he thinks this is the moment Mm -hmm. you know like he's just i feel like a man or a boy or whatever would be like oh yeah yeah i finally get to meet you i'm gonna show you (laughs) i'm gonna show you everything i've been thinking about in my mind you know yeah i I just maybe that's what i would do if i was a guy (laughs) i just thought it'd be interesting if you were the female who was just literally meeting this guy for the first time. He's serenading you and getting, like, literally picking you up and putting you on a piano and singing to you. I found that interesting how she let him do that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That. I couldn't agree more. What did you think of More Than Words? It's um, New Directions and it's an extreme song. I, yeah. Uh, oh, Sam and Brittany, you mean? Yeah, singing it's it? Sam and Brittany, yeah. It was very sweet. I like that we get to have um, Brittany singing more and more because, as you remember, in the first seasons, we didn't get much of her singing. I feel like she might have taken voice lessons over the years because she seems to be getting and better and better with her mm-hmm. voice. Yeah, I feel like they've all improved a lot. I think that they have a great vocal team on Glee mm-hmm. that probably works with them all and... and- you know, and I, she's definitely included in that. And then the last song we started the episode. Oh, uh, actually, sorry. Um, oh, I, I, uh, on that one, I thought it was interesting how they had somewhat of a candlelight visual during that. It's and, true. Um, that was an interesting choice, especially for such a serious topic uh, or a serious situation that happened in this episode. I thought it was how they were singing to a cat with candles. Int- yeah, like, it was. It was very interesting. It it did feel. The songs were fitting tonight, I felt like. They did a great job in selecting them. Um, Mm -hmm. The last one kind of felt like, you know how music brings everyone together? That's what I kept thinking about when they were singing Say by John Mayer. Um, It was Sam kind of leading the new directions. Right. Mm -hmm. And also it was reinforcing, you know, the fact that, like with the home video... Um, saying what you need to say to your loved ones in those kind of situations. Yeah, and the theme of the episode of, not the episode, of uh, the New Directions this week or the topic they were doing was, like, what would you do if 
you know. Your last song. It was your last song, your last chance. And so it kind of felt like that was a fitting ending to that that topic, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah, there was really no better song to choose to wrap everything up. I know. And on that note, we can wrap up that portion of the show and move on to news and gossip. Yeah. After Buzz TV. <laughs> so solemn. We have a lot of news and gossip. Um, so what was interesting was this episode, as I mentioned at the top of the show, had a lot of controversy around it. Um, you'll remember that there's the Newtown shooting, which happened in December. Um, the Newtown Victims Advocacy Group um, warned viewers actually to not watch this episode tonight. And people are kind of wondering, was it too soon to do an episode like this? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I do actually think it's a little too soon because that was such a serious event that happened. And that was literally four months ago. And I think it was too soon. It just reminds me, like, and I got to mention this, like Buffy had an episode with the school sh- of a school shooting and so did Dawson's Creek yeah and that that episode was literally supposed to air during when Columbine just happened and they actually pushed that episode back by like six right. months I think I'm incorrect it was One Tree Hill but I remember they I think they had pushed as well back yeah, a bit. And you, ha- yeah, you have so. to wonder when they decided to do this type of episode if it was before that or you know because I don't I know mean, how far ahead in advance I know that they, right. shows plan months in advance it's interesting and also that Fox went with it they they did not make them they pull could, it yeah, yeah exactly um, you gotta remember it's Ryan Murphy though he wants it out there when it's relevant even if it's controversial yeah and he did tweet out I was just about to mention that he tweeted out earlier this week just saw a rough cut of um, shooting star it's the most powerfully emotional um, glee ever so proud of the cast and crew and so he knew exactly what he was producing for yeah. sure right um, maybe it's you know you never know but maybe it's Ryan Murphy's way of you know coping and dealing with yeah. Yeah, those I mean, types of, and I applaud him. He did it very well. I still think it was a bit too soon, while everything's still sensitive. Yeah. Um, to transition out of this episode specifically, we have some general Glee news gossip as well, which is um, Katie Siegel. I can never say her last name properly, but it's um, <laughs> she's from Sons of Anarchy and married with children. She's uh, joining the Glee cast for a stint as Artie's mom, which will be really Aww. fun. That's uh, that's a sweet one for sure. And Ryan Murphy as we were just talking about, has some more good news. He does take on controversy really well, but he um, has a... He just got a pilot order from HBO for his show Open. And it's so exciting. I mean, if he doesn't have enough going on, clearly um, another show's great. And this is described as a modern, um, provocative exploration of human sexuality and relationship. The characters include a married couple in their 30s, the husband's male co-workers, and a female yoga instructor in her 40s. So with that mix, you can only imagine (laughs) what's to come, I'm sure. And Um, that's going to be HBO, so... uh, there are very little <laughs> limits on HBO. Yes. So, okay. um, and then moving on to the personal lives, we've seen it all. There's been a lot of headlines about <laughs> Glee cast members in the last couple weeks. Um, recently, though, uh, Naya Rivera and the musician Big Sean uh, kind of debuted their new relationship, you can say, um, on the red carpet for the A film. different kind of coming out for Naya Rivera. Exactly. <laughs> um, thank you, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's Sorry. a new film, 42, um, on Tuesday night here in Los Angeles at the Arclight, or at the, sorry, Chinese uh, Theater. So, mm-hmm. exciting for her, new relationship. Always fun to have 
that happen. And um, so Mark Salling also meant, uh, mentioned this week that he's really um, proud of Corey Monteith, who we found out um, two weeks ago now, entered rehab for substance abuse. Um, and he says it takes balls to go through that publicly. Um, he And he talked about it um just that he's really proud of him and that he, you know, that he's taking the right steps and all of that. And that's not the only Glee cast member to support Corey um, in taking this step to go to rehab. Uh, Leah Michelle, his girlfriend, also said, I love and support Corey and will stand by him through this. I am grateful and proud he made this decision. Right. And we yeah. also support Corey. Of, yeah, course. of course we do. Yeah. We, we're huge Corey fans and we're rooting for him all the way. Exactly. And we want him back on the show and to, you know, come back strong. So I'm hoping the best for him. Absolutely. Um, and lastly... This is big, like, game-changing news for Glee fans. Oh, yeah. Um, Heather Morris, um, who... Her family. Of course, (laughs) Brittany on the show. Um, I don't think she's officially announced it yet, but she is allegedly pregnant. Um, So that'll be interesting to see how they handle that on Glee. Will she be back? Will... How do you hide, do you hide the baby? Where was bump? this announced? Where was it? Um, it's just been reported widely. I don't think she's actually admitted to it, but they have photos of her. I call it a mini baby bump. Mini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, either way, that's great for her. She's and I read an interview. I uh, can't exactly remember where. I'm sorry. I think I have it. But she said that she always wanted to start a family. So good yeah, for her. She says yeah. I wanted to, uh, of her. Um, her boyfriend. I yeah. want to marry him so bad. That's what I really care about. I want to marry Tyler and have kids with him. I love acting, but if it affects my relationship, I won't continue doing it. Right. Which is, you know, clearly she's putting family first. And, and she's been yeah. with him for a while now, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, it's a long-term relationship. I think it's her yeah. high school boyfriend, I want to say. Well, and congratulations. I, yes. So excited. Yeah, I can't wait great. to see you. Awesome. That. And that's good. Uh, I thought it was also interesting how her character, Brittany, in this particular episode tonight said that yeah well my i have to move on too so. yeah i mean there's a lot well, of maybe. foreshadowing i felt like in this yeah. episode i kept marking down little notes about the <laughs> foreshadowing but you guys also went to a cool glee event we mentioned it on the show the last show we did um it was a glee project event how was it yeah the the glee project con- it was the, the concert project um that was at the John Lovitz. It was fun. We saw Abraham yeah. and uh, Nelly on the show. Yes, Abraham, Nelly, and Michael. Eileen, Lily, and we also saw yeah. Charlie. Right. Some great performances. Yeah. They're such they're talented. All, they are great they're all singers. so good. I cannot wait to go to their next performance. Yeah. And it'll be <laughs> you so will. much. Yeah. So talented, very humble, and it was great. It was just a great performance from everyone and they were just taking pictures and like just embracing everyone i'm so glad you guys had fun and got to take some cool pictures yourselves yeah and they said that they would love to come back so hopefully oh we would love to have them always yeah Yeah, we'll work on that for sure um want to get into some predictions and now you're after buzz tv I know it's a deep, okay, dark, we get it. deep. We get it, Lemieux. <laughs> um, so, who wants to start predictions? Do you want me to start? I predict that I will be cliffhangered forever, and I, I agree with you on that. We're not going to find out who writers 
mystery woman lady is. And that makes me sad. Yeah, I don't think we'll find about, out about her until the finale, at least. They're definitely going to hold that off. Um, I'm interested into seeing how Rachel and Finn are going to react to this alleged, you know, shooting at the school. Mm, like, how yeah, they're going right. to how that is going to affect their relationship. Like, oh, I wonder if my friends are okay and all yeah. that. I'm and we didn't see any of them tonight yeah, in today's episode. episode. I'm worried that she's going to find out right before her, uh, Rachel's going to find out right before her big audition for Broadway, and it's going to mess her up in some way, like mm-hmm. the, that it's going to emotionally affect her. We also see next week that Puck's going to college and Nini <laughs> Leakes is back, so there's lots going on on Glee next week. Um, we also saw Adina Menzel. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we're getting yes. the, a major guest stars next week, Excited. so it's going to be a fun episode, hopefully a little different than this one. We can come in here and sing and do all the fun things we normally get to do, um, but you can tweet at us. Um, you can tweet AfterBuzz at AfterBuzzTV. You can tweet me at Stephanie Wenger. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TV. And I am on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza and on Instagram at Sarah Grace Mendoza. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for watching and I'm excited uh, for what's to come here. We have a few more episodes of Glee this season, so check us out next week. Thanks. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.